Blessed be Elohim, who daily loads us with benefits. Even the Elohim of our salvation, Selah. He that is our Elohim is the Elohim of salvation. And, to, and unto Yah, our Elohim, belongs the issues from death. another hallelujah in the beauty of holiness.
Elohim spoke all these words, saying, I am Yahweh Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Mizraim, and out of the house of slavery, and the heaven of the mighty ones against my face. Now make for yourself a carved image, or the likeness of that, which in the heavens above, which in the earth beneath, which in the waters under the earth. And now bow down to them to serve them. For I, Yahweh Elohim, am a jealous elf, who is in the crookedness of the fathers, on the children, to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, who show love and commitment to thousands of those who love me and guard my commands. And I bring the name of Yahweh Elohim to not, for Yahweh does not leave the one punished, who brings the name to not. Remember the Sabbath day to set apart. Six days you labor and show you all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahweh You do not do any work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor a stranger who is within the gates. For in six days you are made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. And the seventh day. Therefore you are blessed the Sabbath day to set apart. Respect your father and your mother, so days are hung upon the soil, which are in is giving you. Not murder, not commit adultery, not steal, not bear false witness against your neighbor, not covet neighbor's house, not covet neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, whatsoever belongs to neighbors. perfect man has ever lived. His name is Jesus the Messiah. Hallelujah. Most high of y'all, we come to you this morning, magnificent name of Yeshua, needing you in our presence as always in our hearts and minds to teach us by the power of the Ruach that your sins will bring about a performance and we be lights to the wicked people and the Gentiles and those you have ordained to eternal life in this world. Speak to our minds, conscious, subconscious, your truths, and let these sayings, we promise, we pray, to sink deep down in our hearts. We need you in this day like never before. The warfare being so real, we need you, Holy Spirit. So grant us understanding so we can bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. You may be seated. Well, the one thing we should never, ever forget, and it's, and it's easy to do that in the day that we're living in, is to lose sight that there's a, an invisible kingdom that we're constantly up against. So a lot of times when you think that your conflict is with natural man, it really truly never is, because remember, the book teaches us that there are those out there that are submitted to Satan at his will. That means there are people that are designed to do his beckoning and calling. And I'm, in my little few years of, of living, I've never seen people more vile and more wicked than the people who say that they serve Yah. The world, there's its set of wickedness, but I mean, they just wicked because you understand me but when you have the knowledge of Yah and you choose to be wicked that's a whole nother level right there hallelujah so we are we're never really truly wrestling or fighting against flesh and blood 
We're fighting against demonic spirits, and we're doing it all the time. Hallelujah. Glory to the King. Before Yah, all of us lived our lives independent of his ways. The book says, therefore, if any man be a Messiah, he is a new creature, meaning a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Now, this learned independence from Yah is a major characteristic of what the scripture calls flesh. Now, the strongholds of self-defense, we want to cover a little bit of that and then another other aspect, okay? Because um, you have to be discerning of what's really going on in today's day. And, and y'all have to always be conscious that anytime someone is speaking negative or evil of you, they're basically invoking demonic entities to go do their bidding. Makes no difference if they understand it or not. Just like we have the power of the Most High God, that sometimes it slips our mind because we would rather function more here in the present than in the spirit. But the book teaches us we should walk in the spirit. Are you following? And so we have to constantly fight while we're living in this realm, this realm to ever keep forth the kingdom of heaven and the fight for the kingdom of heaven at the forefront of our minds has to be. So don't ever assume that any time that there's any type of uh, resistance or, or using spirits or the devil or, hey, he has to use someone that's submitted. Now, some people are mature in the spirits and some people are not mature in the spirit. And we're all at different levels, every single one of us. Yet we're still Israel, but we're all in different levels. So we have all learned the natural and how to avoid as well as how to defend ourselves in the natural. And there are a few problems with this kind of defense. No one told us how these kinds of defenses would affect us. You know, whenever you call yourself defending yourselves, from your brothers or your sisters or anything. Are you following me? You do need to have defenses up, right? Now notice, defense is spelled two ways. You got defense and you got defense. See that? It's spelled two ways, all right? Two ways but two different meanings. The action of defending from or resisting an attack. Now military measures or resources for protecting our country a means of protecting something from attack, the case present by or on behalf of a party being accused or sued in a lawsuit, you know, set for the defense. In sports and action or a role of defending one's goals against the opposition. Now, we're going to deal with the two aspects of this just briefly or for a moment. Number one, a means of protecting something from attack. And then number two, the case presented by or behalf of a party being accused or sued in a lawsuit. Don't worry, I'm going to bring this down some, okay? Both of those in our past have been used the wrong way, which has caused some very unhealthy patterns for us living, for patterns of living for us. So let's look at a word. Anybody know what that word is? 
It will, anybody know how to pronounce that word? Conjoin, okay, all right. Because, you know, here in America, we have an extensive vocab vocabulary, but we just like to parrot. We don't understand what it means. That was a funny. In case you missed it, a parrot can repeat what you say, but it has no understanding. And, and we, we do that a lot in America. Congruent in agreement or harmony? The rules may not be congruent with the requirements of the law. In the world with self-defense mechanisms, we all have learned the same thing. And in his walk, which is in the spirit, they, call, they are called strong holds. The Apostle Saul, in a letter to Corinth, says, Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Messiah, who in presence am based among you, but being absent and bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I'm present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as we walk according to the flesh. Do y'all know how many people think that we walk according to the flesh because of where their mind is? Are you following me? So you can't go around being concerned about all these different wavelengths that people are on. You, you follow me? You have to keep your focus and attention that as you mature in this, you're here to live and to aim to please Yah. They're right. Although we walk in the flesh, we do not what after the flesh. But yet and still, if we're not in the spirit, we're always doing what? Warring after the flesh, though, aren't we? Well, the weapons of our warfare are not cardinal, but mighty through Yah to the pulling down of what kind of holds? Casting down, again, whoever consider imagination a stronghold. What about if it's con imaginations that continually and consecutively keep coming? Have you ever tried to fight in your mind to cast down imagination and then you do it and then about five minutes later it comes back again? Pulling down. Anybody ever had a dog before? You taught it to sit. And then sometimes you tell it to sit and it sit there and just look at you. You know it know what sit means. Don't you? And then you have to change your voice. And if you just raise it just a little decimal, he still look at you. But when you say, then I tell you to sit, <laughs> then he sits. Hmm? See, in the spirit realm as well as in the natural realm, our limitations are always being tested. Are you following me? You can sit and try to talk to these spirits all damn day long, but until you use the force and power of the spirit, the majority of times they're just going to sit <laughs> and just look at you and ignore your plea or whatever, your cry or your rebuke. Because most of the time they know you don't really mean it. Most of the time you just want relief for the present situation or circumstance. Not that you really want to be delivered from it. You just wanted to stop at that time because, you know, you may have to put too much time, energy, and effort into something. That's what a war is. War is, war is very uncertain. There are many different tactics in war. I mean, believe it or not, they have a thing called rules of engagement, but once you, them bullets start flying, you can throw them things out. <laughs> you understand what I mean? You can throw all that mess out. 
So casting out imaginations and every high thing and exalt itself against the knowledge of Yah and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Messiah and having in a readiness, we're going to concentrate on that word there too, a readiness, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. Now, the question is, with that statement right here, is how ready are you to eradicate disobedience from you? How, how much ready of a mind do you have to eradicate disobedience from you? I mean, most people don't usually work on disobedience because you assume you're obedient. I mean, a lot of stuff that you call you defending yourself from, you actually defend yourself from being obedient. If you're, have you ever instructed someone to try to help them and they're defending themselves from your instruction? Because they think that you're assaulting them some way, somehow, because you're correcting them. And the reason why they think you're correcting them, because what does the book define what correction does or how you feel? It feels grievous, don't it? So because they feel grief, they automatically defend themselves from the correction, thereby they're in a stronghold of the enemy because of a lack of understanding. So the things we should be paying attention to in order to get better, we end up defending ourselves from. And we set up the wrong type of perimeter or the wrong type of defense. Because when we, anybody ever been corrected before? How does it feel? Don't feel good, is it? And because it don't feel good, we resist correction. Because we're defending ourselves to stay the way we are. Does that make sense? Now, you, have, you figured out by now that you're not going to change nobody. So you have to change the environment around you. You have to change you. Man, some people will go in chaotically insane trying to figure out why they just don't get it. When you going to get that they don't get it? No. <laughs> Is this making sense? Again, when are you going to get that they simply don't get it? And when you finally get that they don't get it, then maybe peace can return to your house. You get it, right? I mean, it's unique sitting up there watching this because some of the people that don't get it, the main ones are saying, yeah, see, they don't get it. But you're the ones we're talking to and saying they, you don't get it. It's confusion on a grand scale. You know the reason why? Because every man is right in their own eyes. <laughs> so to try to reach you, man, that's a mountain. Ooh, that's one hell of a mountain to climb. Huh? So having your mind ready in a state of readiness to revenge, to do what? Revenge. All what? Predicated upon when your is what? Fulfilled. So you can't do nothing about disobedience until obedience comes. That make sense? You first got to learn how to, everybody has to learn how to obey. Everybody has to learn how to obey. Now, you know, obeying is a hit against our pride. Y'all know that, right? 
because we feel, if, let me see, if I obey him, then he think he has rule and domination over me. No, it has nothing to do with it. What you're doing is you're obeying what is right. Okay, so the scripture says, obey them that have a rule over you, right? And you go, well, I don't like him. He didn't ask you that question. He didn't make a statement to you like that. He just simply said, obey them and have a rule over you. And how much, how much peace and defense, another form of defense, would you have if you just submit yourself to what the word said? And I always use the analogy, you don't have no problem obeying them that have a rule over you on a job. You don't never have any problem at all. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get around the brothers and all of a sudden we got a task to do and, hey, brother, you had this up right here. All right, brothers, we're going to do this. Isn't that right? Have you ever had a, um, a spirit in you that you think you should be the one in charge? Have you ever had a spirit say this to you? If I was in charge, then we, it, I know we could get this done better because of my ideas and my ways. Well, only one problem. If you was in charge, you're still going to be met with the same problems. Just because you're in charge don't mean that the problem is going away. See, you're looking at something through a lens. If I was in charge and everything is running perfectly, and you never think about that whenever you're in, the whole sole purpose and reason why you're in charge is because you're going to have resistance. And you have to have the wisdom to know how to manage so you may have a dream or ambition or you may think that you can do all this and that and you don't even have the quality or the character or the traits. Because if you can't problem solve or in, do some self-introspection of yourself, then how are you going to be able to solve the problems that are outside of your perimeter? I'll give you the type of hypocrites we are. We have the answers for everybody but ourselves. Y'all ain't never figured that out. No, we really do. We got the whole man. Mm, mm, mm. And we assume that if we was in the position of authority that things would run better and well because I am in authority. Do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts himself that he is Messiah, then let him of his himself think this again that as he is messiah even so we are messiahs for though I, for, uh, for though I should boast somewhat more of our authority you know people they call that pride today if you boast of your authority now there's nothing wrong with boasting if you boast outside of what you're capable of then now you're boasting in, in grave error you're like a fool you don't, you're, you're supposed to know the limits of your, of, of your measure. Know your limitations. Because if you ever go past those limitations, you'll get in some serious trouble. Hallelujah. 
which the Lord has given us for education and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed. For even if I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which our master gave us for the building up and not for your overthrowing you, not for what? Now, I guarantee you that at some point or another, we all felt this spirit was somebody just trying to unjustly rule and dominate over us because you don't like their tone. You don't like the approach. Y'all remember, remember that analogy I gave from jump school a few weeks ago? Hmm? I didn't think I was rebellious. I just, he talking trash, I'm talking trash. Only one problem, I'm the one that's getting the brunt end of it. You getting it? Power concedes nothing. And they didn't, because if I was in his shoes and somebody was talking to me like that, it'd probably been the same situation. Wouldn't it? Oh. So consider that when you're under authority sometimes. <laughs> oh, boy. So no, nobody is here to try to overthrow you. you you're, I'm telling you, you are literally your own worst enemy. You are, and I should not be put to shame, that I may seem as if I would terrify you by letters, for this letter say they are weighty and powerful, but his body present is weak and his speech is contemptible. Let such a one think this, that such as we are in the word by letters, when we are absent, we will be also indeed when we are present. Now, you need to know that if Satan can control your thoughts, he can control your life. You need to know that. And you also need to know that every thought that comes into your mind doesn't originate with you. And you need to be critical of your spirit to make sure that you're led by the spirit or either your own righteous self and not by an evil spirit. So, how many times you ever had some thoughts and you end up getting upset because somebody is speaking with you but you never concentrate on the thoughts that is managed in this situation but you paid and you responded more after the uh, emotion of the negative feeling and then the thoughts are coming to your mind and then you're actually speaking to people through these thoughts right here. See, now what we have is we have this unseen spirit, this unseen force is now fighting and warring against your brother in front of you. Now he has a spirit in him because he's on lost self-control while trying to keep control. And now we got spirits battling back and forth with each other, trying to make you enemies. And then when you get finished with it all, you don't even know how it got started in the first place. That's the conflict of interest that's going on now. Am I speaking too high? Okay. Have you ever heard of the word scheme? A blinded mind, no man, example. People who listen to their own subjective thoughts, these are the spiritual ones. They ask y'all for everything in their lives. Y'all, can I go to the bathroom? Y'all, is it okay if I go to the store? Y'all, what time do you want me to go to sleep tonight? Y'all, what should I eat today? That's what spiritual people do. I've met some. 
So watch this. Let's say, bro, Steve's in authority. He says, okay, bro, I need you to go do this. And then you'll say, well, hold on for a second. Y'all should all obey that command. Now, the truth is, you think y'all going to answer, but he ain't going to answer. Because there's already an authority, and the book supports the authority. But what you're trying to do is figure out how to get out from under that authority. Uh-oh. And if you do hear an answer, it didn't come from y'all. But most of us, we swear up and down, we heard from y'all. Y'all did tell me, stop. That's how I can tell you that that woman was a false prophetess. God has done spoken to us many times and sundry times, but in these last days, he has spoken unto us by his son. So if you think that Yah is going to give us a rebuke over the internet, you out of your damn mind. <laughs> Did he use the internet back yesterday? So he's not going to use it today. And he ain't going to have it in the kingdom either. Y'all getting that? All right. So they ask for y'all everything in their lives, and they'll assume it's y'all really talking to them. Y'all, where do you want me to go eat? I think I went over this. I had to put it back in again today, though. Hmm, it's lunchtime. Where do you want me to go eat, y'all? Who told you I had to eat just because it's lunchtime? <laughs> then all of a sudden, you hear McDonald's. Y'all just told me to go to McDonald's. You are a damn liar. But you heard it. Father, what do you want me to eat? Two Big Macs with fries and a supersized Coke. And you're convinced. Some of you be sitting up at the register waiting to hear y'all to tell you. Should I supersize this? God lead you to McDonald's to eat. Tell the truth. <laughs> I personally think that y'all is way too good of a nutritionist to suggest Big Macs to you. But that's what the lust of your flesh won't in it. And see, this is tell the truth. Some of you will hide behind your flesh and call them Yah. See, when you came this way, you had not made your mind ready to prepare to fight disobedience. You didn't even think about it. When you, when you came to this way, anytime somebody approached you about any correction, you automatically defended yourself. 
You didn't even consider the person in front of you or persons in front of you have been doing this for decades. It's just that you were used to fighting and defending yourself out there and you bought that same attitude over here. You thought that people was trying to take advantage of you over here and you think the same thing over here. And nobody can help you. And no changes ever take place. Isn't that true? And then one day the light bulb comes on. Let me see, I haven't been destroyed. Now people are not even approaching me with correction no more. They're leaving me to myself. I think I better probably start listening a little bit now. Let me try that on for a second, see if it works for me. Did I finish that? Yeah. I know many of you get offended when I say, I know how you think and why you think that way. Wouldn't it be fair assessment? Huh? How many of you have ever raised teenage children? Raise your hand. Do you know how they think? When they come with a line of bullshit, <laughs> any of you ever said, I used that line one time before myself. <laughs> but see, they don't think that you've ever been down that road before because they're in another generation and they think that they're a little bit more wiser so they can deceive you with a little bit more, you know, trickery of words and everything. You're sitting here like this. And they're doing all this appealing. And then you still, the answer still, no. Then they come with a rebuttal. If they come with a rebuttal, that means you don't lost the, the match. Because your no should have been no a long time ago. See, what they're doing, they're seeking to persuade and change your mind because they have something they really want to do. But you've already figured it out. This is not good for them to do it at this time. And the reason why it's not good, because you said so. So if they come to you with a why, that is the ultimate dishonor and disrespect because now they're questioning you. But see, what we do, we're too busy trying to be best friends with our sons and our daughters. Because we exhibited the same behavior and we thought that our fathers and mothers was being a little bit too harsh on us. So, well, you know what? I'm not going to be like that when I got a parent. And then when you got an out of control bastard on your hand, then what you do? You should have learned from your own mistakes. I guess we in focus on the family, huh? <laughs> See, I know why you function that way, the way you do. When you come from the way of the world, there's only one way that the world is. I don't have to know everything. How was that word uh, Summer used on me one time? She said, she says, you ain't got no game. I said, I got one sitting right up there on top of the console up there. You don't see it? It's sitting right there. I just don't play the thing, but got all kind of games in the top drawer. <laughs> that ain't what I'm talking about. I said, but that is a game. <laughs> in other words, she was saying, Man, you don't, you're not too wise to the way that this world, I said, all I got to be is wise with y'all. Yeah. 
and I'll be able to see all the wiles of the devil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to tell me game. The first thing I'm going to do is think about that's a new slang. I can't even remember the slang we used to use. In our, what, what kind of slang do we used to use in the day, Brother Sean? I know, but you ain't, ain't nothing coming up. I'm trying to bring up some, and I can't get nothing. I'm drawing blanks. Well, good. I must be transformed in. <laughs> I mean, that's what the word says, right? Forget those things that are behind. Press toward them all. <laughs> The way of the world and you're trying not to fight. So over here, like you did when you were in the world, and it simply does not work. I've been where you are, and I'm trying to take you where I am at, but you've not been there. It's kind of like last night. I mean, when y'all heard that, that, that sister speak last night, do you remember that mindset? You remember that mindset, right? And now if we was to go back to that mindset, in that mindset, all of us have said, she's 100% right. But now you have more information. And then you go back and you look and you go, wow. Boy, y'all, you have bought me from a long way, haven't you? Dang. <laughs> so... You have to understand when you're dealing with people like this that come in that vein, they really truly believe what they believe and because where they're at is the truth to them. I mean, didn't you hear yourself in there? You're like, wow. Wow. I remember when we was talking about it, Bud said, I've been there before. Well, Rich said, boy, I remember that mine 30 years ago. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? And look how far that you've come. That's a long way, isn't it? See, that's a perfect example of, of, of us saying to them, say, listen, I know where you're at. I've been there. But you've never been where I'm at. So let me throw a lifeline to you and try to just gently tug you along. Because if I try to put you over here, it's going to be rough for you. I don't know who told everybody that coming to the truth is, is really easy. It's pretty rough. Because you got a wheel that has to be bent. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't really never came against a truth that I did not just immediately change. I had some that I had to get the knowledge of. See, a lot of people think that when I started talking about biblical marriage, they weren't around when all this took place. I got a lot of people that are sitting in here that was around. And I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I am going to study on this for three years. And I said, I'm not going to say nothing about it until I get it. Because I want to be careful. I have to look at this. You understand me? Because first of all, I understand that in, in America, I'm a black man in America. So if I say something, you better have 
every line, every dot, every reference. You better have it down pat. I'm not like Bill Gates. I can just get up and talk and everybody listens. Bill Gates can get out there in that world form and say, guess what, we're developing mosquitoes that's going to bring them malaria and sting the shit out of all of you and give you malaria, and everybody's sitting there. <laughs> You're sitting there like, he, he going to do what? He going to do what? <laughs> because they really truly have in their mind population control. That's what COVID was. COVID was nothing but a, a hit of the New World Order to try to eradicate as many people as they could. And then they had to put the force of the hand of Satan by using the news media, the outlets, your jobs, everything else to force you to comply. And most people out there found out that if you have ever had a test for your soul for the most high y'all, you would have went to hell. Most of you would have accepted a mark of the beast and made an excuse for it. Mm -hmm. they, they start to rationalize and come up with all types of excuses. Well, I got to do this and I got to do this. I mean, there's people that had, think about this, you got a home, your doctor. You got a big home, big mortgage, a lot of toys. And man, you know, you got to keep working in order to pay for them, man. They lost their livelihood because they wouldn't take the jab. Most people said, oh, oh, here, fill me up. And then they come out every other six months with a booster. Why would you need to boost something that's supposed to solve the problem? Oh, if you did work there, okay, you can work here, but uh, guess what? You need to have on a nuclear biological suit, and then you need to put the mask on outside of that suit too. Because whatever it do, you're going to wear your mask. This some satanic stuff, man. But y'all could, I'm sure y'all felt the hand of Satan. He could, but that's how Satan, that was a test run, a trial run to see how many people are going to capitulate. When the man of sin comes. That, all that is a gauge. And why not make up? some type of disease and stuff like this and then get up and politically grandstand and stage play, especially when it's done eradicate the majority of the old people. You got to get rid of the old people. You know why? Because they're pulling from our social security system that they paid into. If we would have left social security system alone and stopped dipping in the kitty, it wouldn't be broke. It should always be a surplus because people are dying prematurely all the time. But somebody got their hand in it, and this is a good way. So, y'all see how that if we done some of the crimes that these people committed, we would be in jail? Andrew Cuomo, the, mayor, the, the governor of New York, he sent all them people in them sick folks in them, in them uh, nursing homes. All the people got killed, and he didn't get a slap on the wrist. That's it. What Hunter Biden did, boy, ooh. Man, we would be. Mm. And you tell me with the Biden administration in the, in the outhouse up there, you don't know how the cocaine got there. What you mean? If on a Biden there, then you already know he got the cocaine there. <laughs> 
in Canada, they got a preacher up there. That just, he got sent to prison for preaching the truth. Up in Canada. What's his name, Pulaski? Yeah, guys up there, he's he, he thrown in jail for preaching the truth. Canada, they weird up there. The homosexuals, the lesbians, the gays, they all got more rights than you do. They got pride flags on elementary schools way before pride was even popular. I mean, anything that even resembled a rainbow now, you might as well just don't even do nothing. You don't even put it up because you suspect from that point now. I mean, if, when y'all put the bow in the sky, let it stay in the sky. Woo. How do we get off on this? See, I told you, thoughts. Never mind, you missed it. All right, 2 Corinthians 10, 6. And being ready to punish all disobedience. So what should you be doing with disobedience? Punishing it. Punishing it when your obedience is complete. Now think about this for a second. Who has actually fought against disobedience in themselves and which of you have consciously done this and finally came to the revelation that you have been and you are your own worst enemy? The definition for readiness basically means to prepare. Prepare. Make ready. Fortress and strongholds. So when you were in the world, you learned fleshly thought patterns. And these patterns, or these, these, uh, and these thought patterns were programmed into your mind when you learned how to live that way, live independently of y'all. And your view has been shaped by the environment and the experiences that you were raised in. The problem I'm having... Um, and the, the problem I'm having, I am having is trying to get you to push your own clear button and reset. So, there's some vile stuff that's going on in this world, but, you know, the people that are vile that's doing it is not going to tell you. Anybody hear about this um, black woman from Houston, Texas, went over to Dubai and started screaming and hollering against a man, and then the police came and arrested her and threw her in jail? Somebody said, What? I said, man, we need to bring that law over here. In America, you can have all your opinions you want. When I first went to, to uh, Germany and I lived there for a few years, the first thing they did was set us down in the classroom and says, this is the culture. You're in their land. You need to learn how to live. You can't come bring ghetto or hoogieism. You can't, you, can't, you can't be bringing all that mess over here. See, our problem is, again, we think we, the whole world, we can go anywhere we want and act the way we want. And now she's looking at a prison sentence. Five years. So I was talking to Pastor Muir this morning. He said, Pastor, you do know the reason why she was over in the first place, don't you? I said, I don't. He says, she was a truck driver. And then she got on this Instagram or uh, TikTok thought stuff like this. And, 
And uh, you know, when you see these women over there on these yachts with all these Arabs over there and, and they're partying up, he said, who we? He says, you won't believe what they allow, what happens to them. And I'm not gonna share it right now. Too many children here. I'll share with your brothers later. It's vile. So you go over there to commit lewdness and vileness, and I'm just bad. I mean, no. Oh, y'all know better than I do then. It's bad. I was talking to my Easter's about it this morning. I said, it, is it not vile? <laughs> and I go, think about that. That's supposed to be the next generation. supposed to be raising children. I'll share it with y'all a little later, and it ain't going to be no 9 and 10 o'clock tonight either, TJ. <laughs> it's bad. See, I'm seriously concerned about the next generation. I really am. I love our children. It's amazing how the children, they see Pastor Dow up talking all the time, but yet they have a great love for Pastor Dow. And you got all these people out there that hate me because they don't have knowledge. What's that guy, Nephilim? He got a picture up now with R.G. Stare in the corner and me holding up a bottle of Blue Label. Instead of holding it up, just ship me one. I'll take a picture of it with it and say, hey. <laughs> All right, so I cannot erase the way you are. You have to actively do this yourself. So when you come to this way, I fully realize and know, I fully know and realize you have to practice erasing the old you. So how many people have actually done that, though? They, that's the right answer, working on it. Because anybody ever, you remember that you used to have them big old gum erasers? And you write on a, and once you write on that paper, and you use that gum eraser, and it's just, peeling off and stuff, and, and you're trying to get rid of the smudge, but the smudge never goes away. That's the way sin is in our life. You're trying to return the page to its original surface, and it never makes it. That's what the scars of life would do. So many of you to this day still do not know how disgusting you are. And we speak wisdom among those who are perfect and not the wisdom of this age or world nor the rulers of this age that are being bought to not. But we speak the wisdom of Elohim which was hidden in a secret in which Elohim ordained before the ages of the world for our glory, our esteeming glory, which not one of the rulers of this age world knew, for if they had known, they would have not impelled, crucified the master of esteem or glory. Now think about that for a second. We see and we read about the accounts of what the scribes and Pharisees did. They had no idea that they were being manipulated by demonic entities. Are you following me? Yahshua full well knew what was going on. 
That's why he could look at them and say to the Father, forgive them for they know not what they, because they don't know what I know. Now, Yahshua did reveal to us what was going on. That's why he said, I'm going to give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over our power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He talked to his disciples like that. The scribing Pharisees didn't. They didn't know that they were being controlled and manipulated by demonic entities. So, I mean, they already knew. You don't think the devil knew Yah's plan that the Messiah was going to come? Hmm? He just didn't know all the revelation of it. Don't, the only thing, because the thief coming out but to steal, kill, and destroy, all that's in his mind is we got to kill him. We got to kill him. Just got to get him out of here. Once we kill him, it's done. It's over with. Think about it. The devils are thinking like this because they don't have all the revelation. Y'all is the one who knows everything, not them. But they did know that he was coming because they knew what the scriptures had already written. So everything that you've seen out of the forefront where it looked like man was in control of doing all this, Israel was really Satan's kingdom that was in control. Manipulating men like pawns on a chessboard. And he's still doing the same thing today and seeking doing the same thing today in our lives. When the Holy Spirit said, take Jesus and go hide him in Egypt. That was Yahshua, or the, that was the father directing Joseph and Mary, this is where you got to go in order to hide because you ain't going to find no white folks in Egypt. So all you people that believe that Jesus is white, you sadly mistaken. Ain't there wasn't no white folks in Egypt at that time. Because if Jesus was white in Egypt, boy, Herod and them would have had him, wouldn't they? He'd have stuck out like a soul thought, we got him. Dead white ass heels right there. Y'all funny, man. Y'all hilarious. <laughs> He's still the savior of the world. Are you following me? So when he came of age and stuff, come back, it, he, hey, he grew up and the Pharisees still didn't know who he was until it came time for him to reveal himself. Did you hear that? He came time to reveal himself. And boy, did he come in with a bang. I had somebody the other day and said, did you ever think that straightway was going to ever be this big when you first started? I said, nope. I said, why? I said, because I was out here minding my own business. We were still being called cult. Cult, crackpot, coot. Even then, they had already accused me of having 20, 30 wives, even way back then. And I was actually preaching against it. Not preaching is, but I wouldn't, you didn't, didn't approve of it. You know what I mean? I said, oh, yeah, it's biblical, but we ain't going to do it here. That's what it was at the time. And so we, was, we still was getting attacked by Satan on a low level. You know what I mean? I said, no. I said, I was doing fine and good. Until the father told me, and he says, make yourself known. I said, okay. I just took a few videos and went right back to work. 
Then it thundered in my spirit, and now you know he definitely talked to me, don't you? We know now, ain't we? And Satan is firing off, boom, every time you turn around. Why? Because he's after the righteous seed. He's always after the righteous seed. He is going to be after y'all until the day you die. And then when you die, he's going to transfer to the children. And then he's going to keep on running this. He's going to keep this war and keep this fight up. That's why you have to remember what the word says. You cannot be weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. So why does he talk to us like that? Knowing that you're going to get tired. Huh? But if you're doing well, don't be tired. When he says, for endure season you shall reap if you faint not, that means you have to endure. Endure, brother. I said endure. I said and do it, brother. <laughs> I said and do it, brother. <laughs> Y'all got it, right? Yeah, it's, it's more than just words on a page. You have to realize the war and the fight that you're in. You're just not here to exist from day to day, living and breathing, eating, farting, and pooping. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this world. There's a war going on. Believe it or not, there's a war. But as it has been written, I have not seen, nor ear has not heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man what Elohim has prepared for those that love him. And that's where the scripture is written in Isaiah 64, 4. But Elohim has revealed to them, them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all matters, even the depths of Elohim. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of a man that is in him? So also, the thoughts of Elohim no one has known except Elohim, the spirit, spirit of Elohim. So a very key point coming up, don't miss this. And we have not received the spirit of the what? No, because we already had the spirit of the world. That's the reason why it's extremely important that you must receive Yah's Holy Spirit. You have got to have... Yah, Holy Spirit. Now, he didn't give you the Holy Spirit just so you can experience goosebumps and, 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 and Holy Spirit jolts all day long. The Holy Spirit is there to empower you to be able to resist the devil, to fight the devil, to get about your father's business in his warfare. So when Jesus said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you, now you understand, right? He said, I am going to pray to the Father that he is going to send you a comforter. And then he said, and I will not leave you comfortless. Didn't he say that? Didn't he say that? But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. And he, did he send it? That's why it's important for you to have it. Now you can understand the reason why he said it. So you, need, you don't need to be trying to exist in this life quote-unquote, so-called believing in Yah, but void of his spirit. The more access you give to the spirit, the more you allow Yahshua in your life to fight for you. Yeah. 
but he is not going to force you, compel you, and drive you to utilize what he's already given you. Then he gives you instruction. You grow in favor. You grow in knowledge. You follow me? But today the church is full of rested development. We got grown folks walking around acting like adolescents, spiritual adolescents. I know I'm telling Drew. But the spirit that is from Elohim and in order to know what Elohim has favorably given to us, which we also speak not in the words of which man's wisdom teaches, but which the set-apart spirit teaches, comparing spiritual matters with spiritual matters. But the natural man does not receive the matters of the spirit of Elohim, for they are foolishness to him, and he is unable to know them because they are what kind of discerned? They're spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual discerns indeed all matters. But he himself is discerned by what? No man. But he that is spiritual judges all things, but he, he himself is judged by no man. So why do people think, why do you think people are always so damn mad and fly off into rage against me? If you start doing it, they'll be the same way with you. That's because I'm speaking the will and the mind of the Most High, and they are still cardinal in the flesh. Go in a public place and don't quote Scripture and just start saying the word and see what happens. I don't care if they claim, don't even, don't even ask them what their religious affiliation is. Just start saying the word. Just put that word in the atmosphere and see what happens. Now, you sisters, stay at home. We're putting these brothers on top of them a lot. Now, if they don't come back home, you know why. <laughs> First Corinthians 2, 16, for who has known the mind of Yahweh and who shall instruct him, but we have the mind of Messiah. Now, we all have learned to lie in order to protect ourselves, haven't we? Because sometimes it seems convenient to lie. I give you what a convenient lie is, right? So you're thinking about this person. You don't want to hurt their feelings and stuff, so you withhold information or you don't say anything or you kind of skew the vision a little bit. Well, you basically just lied to them. When basically people are saying, okay, I don't want you to lie to me. I don't care how much it may hurt or something, but just tell me the truth, and then that way I have an option to deal with it. Isn't that right? But you're saying, I don't want to hurt your feelings. How you know you're going to hurt their feelings? Because yours is hurt. <laughs> Defense mechanism, examples. Projection. Anybody ever blamed others? Anybody? Has anybody ever done that? How'd that work for you? Did it give you the solution? Okay, so you know it didn't give you the solution, right? So how many blame others more than once? So how did that work for you? Still didn't give you the solution, right? How I many did it more than three times? And yet you still hadn't learned. <laughs> you, still, you still are blaming others. You're projecting and blaming us, and you know it doesn't work, but yet you still do it. And you know the reason why you still do it? Because you don't repent. And the reason why you don't repent, because you don't believe you're wrong. 
but yet you still repeat the same old chaotic behavior again and again and again and again. And it's going to keep on happening until you're ready to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. It's designed to happen that way. Emotional insulation, withdrawing to avoid rejection. How many have ever done that before? You withdraw in order to avoid rejection. That seems safe, don't it? Yep, sure does. Ain't nobody over there but you and that spirit now. That spirit accomplished what it set out to do and it's got you all by itself just like it wanted. Isolation. Displacement, taking out frustrations on others. You ever done that before? How many people ever get upset because of the way certain people behave and do? It may not be sin. It, it's just something you personally don't like. And you know what? It's going to keep on irritating you too. Why is it irritating you? Why do you get so upset? Why are you so irritated? You tell me why you're so irritated. Because they ain't going to change. What is it? What really is it? Could this be a test for my perfection? Because they ain't going to change because they don't see nothing what's wrong with them. They don't see anything wrong with them. Why should I change something that ain't nothing wrong with me? Oh, boy. Denial. Conscious or subconscious. Refusal to rephrase the truth. Regression. Reverting to less threatening times. You know what I mean. If something presently is not going the way that you don't want, it's kind of unpleasant rather than deal with it. Let's just think about the utopia of yesterday. I remember when I was a little boy riding a bike. So you're trying to get rid of the thing that's in front of you, create an alternate reality. Transform your mind back over here to something more pleasant to make yourself feel good. And when you get finished with that, just like we're drinking, the problem's still going to be there. It ain't going nowhere. You've got to learn how to deal with yourself. Let me give y'all a revelation. I want to hear it. You'll never be happy until you learn how to deal with being sad. Because it's what's sad that is keeping you from being happy. Now everybody's saying, let me go. What did he just say? No. What good is in this world? Nothing. Isn't that right? 
and the good that was in this world, the world killed it. So until you learn how to deal and cope with the environment that you're in, you can't expect to be walking in kingdom minds. Because to have a kingdom mind, that means even though you're in the world, you're not of the world, but your mind is on a whole total different plane. I mean, you think about the way that you view things. Anybody watch my video where I talked about there are basically three types of people? The low-minded, the mid-mind, and the high-mind. Isn't that right? Not high-minded in an arrogant way, but the way that you see things, your outlook. And so what I did was I used the submission part of the video to use it. I said, isn't that something? I said, everybody out here, women really think that I'm getting on them, and I am getting on them, but it's really an indictment against the man. The man is the one should be feeling it more than you do. Because you wouldn't be the way that you are if you had righteous leadership in front of you. I'm just pointing out your character flaws so you can at least have a mind to do something with it, but it still doesn't change the environment. See, the way a lot of men function, if she get right, then everything will be all right. Well, how's her being all right and she get right, you still going to be bad. I'm sorry, but your wife is a reflection of you. King David was a reflection of Yah's kingdom. And you see, y'all don't, don't ever see how the most high dealt with King David. Every single time that David messed up, Yah had to answer with strength and power and force. Because if I don't do nothing about you, then all of Israel is going to be emboldened to think that it's all right. And I want them to not only know that I love you, but I want them to see that I'm a just Elohim. Mm -hmm. Because when Yah put David in the place, you know what he was saying? I said, my name in this place. And you're representing my name. And now you're misrepresenting my name. I chose you to be king, but I didn't tell you to transgress my law. Oh, boy. Y'all getting this? I hope y'all are. Rationalizing. Making excuses for poor behavior. When you got a person that's in this kind of mindset, I, I've learned that. I got this statement from, from uh, Brother Bud, though. They pretty much, they're at their ceiling. They done met the sum of their life. That's about as far as they can go. That means you're comfortable with imperfection. But the book tells us we ought to go on to perfection. Are y'all getting this? You literally... 
have made a pact with being useless. It's become like an acceptable behavior. Y'all getting this? There's no excuse for bad behavior. There's no excuse for making any type of rationalization for poor behavior. You know, out there in the, in the, in the NFL, they always talk about every season is to halt this. Is, what they do is they get y'all in a room. Correct me if I'm wrong. You've been there. I ain't. So I'm going to tell you where you've been because I'm spiritual. All right? So what they do is they get all you players together and they teach y'all how to deal with the media, how to answer a certain way, how to avoid certain questions. Don't they guide y'all how to do that? Yeah. Because they don't want you getting out there messing up the organization by spouting off at the mouth. So, so what are y'all looking to, in, uh, to improve on this year? Well, we're looking to get better. And then you go to the next football team, same thing. Well, we're looking to be better. We're here to get better and get better. We ain't satisfied because we're not better. They got these one-line statements, man. Am I telling the truth, TJ? And then the, the media person all frustrated because they hear the same answers over and over, and over again. Everybody can't be Bill Belichick. What happened? Didn't you see it? Why are you asking me what happened if you saw it? Next question. Because <laughs> he's not going to get up there in front of the news media and dress down one of his players. He's going to wait to do that in the locker room. Fantasy, escaping from the real world. That's our, you know, our, today's fantasy, escaping from the real world is, right? Getting on call of duty. I was never a Navy SEAL. I am today. What are you doing, man? I'm trying to get all the tabs and the badges and the stars in the world I can get. Even if you got a cheat doing it. You ever was playing a game and you knew you was getting ready to lose online and stuff and rather just going through the pain of the agony of defeat, you just cut it off? Hit a nerve, ain't we? Well, that's how we pretty much approach life. When it don't go our way, we just go off. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> 
So what was learning has to be unlearned. It's simple, but yet so hard because it has to do with your will. When you first came to Straightway, nobody ever said to you, okay, you're here now, but you have the mind of Satan, and we know this, so we will have to put up with you for a while until you get it, or you won't, and in that case, you will leave yourself. Anybody ever got that briefing when you first came here? Nobody has. Nobody we're watching it. If you're of a contrary spirit, uh-oh. The whole purpose of living set apart is to be transformed. That's the whole purpose, is to be transformed. When you have it, go ahead and read, teach. Learn anything yet? Just a little bit, a little bit. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Yah, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So what kind of sacrifice? Living. You present your bodies as a living what? Sacrifice. sacrifice. You're always preparing yourself to be slaughtered. At any given time. Y'all want an idea of what one of those painful slaughterings is? When you know it, you're not at fault, but you have to accept the fault. So that you may gain others. Very few people have done that. Very few people have the spiritual maturity to be talked about and then still not view that person other than someone other than a brother and sister. They still look at them as a brother and sister. That's spiritual maturity. There it is. In other words, yeah, you may said something, but I'm not going to take it personally and hold it against you. Because if I did that, if I did do that, I would end up regressing. And I would end up going back into the very nature I've been delivered from. Now, you may still be there. You may think you're winning, but I'll pray for you. Uh-oh. You also have to accept the fact that when you're just trying to instruct and tell somebody something, you need to know when they ain't getting it. You need to know, okay, you're in there, and okay, now it's time to get out. Y'all get that? Because if not, it's going to designed to frustrate you. And now you, are you ready to deal with frustration? Uh-oh. Read. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto Yah, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what it, that is good and acceptable and perfect will of Yah. See, after you walked in this world for a while, that's why Paul will give the instructions. He's telling people who just come from the world to be not conformed to the world. In other words, don't you bring over in the world what you did in the world over here. 
You're, you're, you're to vet, you ought to divest yourself of that. And your transformation, your transformation, every single one of us here and on camera, we are as far as we want to be in Yah. Let's go to one of Jesus' blessings, right? Hmm? Blessed are those which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be... Well, some of us are more naturally hungry than we are spiritually hungry. So the king said, the one is blessed is the one who hunger and thirst after... And because they hunger and thirst after that righteous, guess what? In that, you, you can ask me for what you will, because now it's my will. I'm glad to give it to you. Ain't nobody running around asking, Father, I want to be more righteous. They used to asking me, boy, let this scratch off, hit that thousand dollars. You pray that scratch off more than you do, y'all. To be righteous. Uh-oh. See, wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If your heart is indicted in a good matter and your treasure is, is to be righteous, then y'all will fill you up with all you want. And watch this. Not only will he fill you up with all you want, he'll give you an appetite for it. Now we can hear it. Blessed are those which appetite and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Or maybe somebody will start being hungry one day then. Did you finish? This is why we spend so much time on talking about forgiveness. In 2 Corinthians 2, 5, it says, but if anyone has called sadness, he has not made me sad, but in some degree. So if someone is causing sadness, you will feel it, kind of like if you're walking through the woods and you come up on a snake. You're not afraid of a snake. You're just startled because it just come up on you suddenly. Because there's something about our nature that don't, our natures don't too much care for snakes. You know what I mean? Except Gabriel. He'll snake in the grass. He takes snakes and he'll catch snakes. And how many times you been bit by these snakes out here catching these snakes? Watch this. Way too many counting, yet he'll still just want to keep on getting bit. I got him. 30 bites later, but I got him. Pretty soon, the snake get tired of biting, don't it? They what? They, they calm down. That's a good analogy. You just gave me something. So you be careful that you don't bite and devour one another and be consumed of one another. So in other words, if somebody going to bite, let them keep biting until they calm down.
anymore. Y'all see how this mind functions? <laughs> Just got to be patient. You know it's going to bite. All right, so if, you say, if someone is sad, they only made us sad just in part because we feel the sadness. Are you following me? That's coming off of them, right? But in some degree, not to be too harsh. For such a one is his punishment by the many is sufficient. So that, on the contrary, I should rather forgive and comfort. Hear that? Forbid, forgive and do what? Forgive and comfort, lest somehow such a one be swallowed up with too much what? Sadness. So if someone, let's just use a hypothetical situation. Someone has done, done something really feeling sad about it, something like that. So it'd probably make them feel a whole lot better if you just go ahead and forgive them. Even though you're sad or sorry about what they did. But the whole idea is to get them out of that area. Is that right? Because you stayed out too long. Satan is already brewing up a plan to bring on even more heaviness and sorrow. So the whole purpose is, is to deliver, right? So I appeal to you and confirm your love towards him. Besides, I wrote for this purpose also that I might know of the proof of you if you are obedient in all matters. Matter of fact, I think I use this analogy a lot because y'all remember over in 1 Corinthians, I think it was 5, where this man... Um, end up having his father's wife. Now, it wasn't his mother. It was probably one, another one of the man's ishas or women. Just like we read about with Absalom, laying with all of David's concubines. Are you following? And we know that's a violation or trespass of property. Is that right? And then Paul had to come and jump on the, the assembly at Corinth because they didn't even mourn this matter. They let him just sit coming among them and everything and behaving the same like ain't nothing ever happened. Well, once they received Paul's rebuke, boy, they went hard in. They're like, what? Let's get his ass out. Get him out of here. You dang But then they went all the way to the other end. They didn't have no balance either way it goes. Are you following me? So assuming, assume, he says, man, this cat right here is in so much of a bad straight. He's trying to repent and trying to bring himself back, but nobody wants him to come back. So you need to forgive him so he can, so he don't get swallowed up. Because if he wasn't repenting, if he wasn't repenting, if he wasn't repenting, then that means his heart is justified in, in wickedness. He don't think there's nothing wrong, but if he continues to keep on repenting, are you following me? Man, you need to try to recover him. You follow me? Now, I'm assuming it. Because if I had a son to try to lay with one of my wives, he'd be three, he'd be... Because <clears throat> they, they would tell me anyway. You know what I'm saying. But that's just crazy, isn't it? Whew. Boy, that's like a David-Absalom relationship, though, isn't it? Whom I forgave any matter, I, I do also, for indeed, if I've forgiven any matter, I've forgiven it that one might for your sakes in the sight of the Messiah, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we're not ignorant of his what? Thoughts. Now, some of us, we're flat out ignorant of his thoughts. Some of us don't even care about what his thoughts say. We still going to do it because we feel it. 
I kept bringing emphasis on that last night. I feel. That's the reason why a woman don't need to preach, teach, usurp authority, because everything is about how you feel. I feel. And then in your feelings, next thing you know, you're interjecting assertions and trying to make the Scripture say something that it don't even say. I feel. I feel. What you feeling is that rejection from your first husband. That's why they, a lot of times people get that because let me tell y'all something. Anybody, any of y'all ever been to seminary before? Any type of seminary? Do they not teach you about Christmas, Easter, and Sunday? They do. Yet and still, when they get out of there, they're still going to teach Christmas, Easter, and Sunday because it's profitable. So here's, some bit, so here's somebody that knows the truth, but yet they hold it for profit. And as old Lester say, and the mule walked on. We'll talk about that one day. And the mule walked on. If you're not familiar with this war, you can be used of Satan by listening to your own subjected thoughts as if they were Yah. Satan is very capable of putting thoughts into our minds, and who is going to tell you it's not Yah when you clearly heard it yourself? Now, this right here, we're not going to go over this count. Y'all remember this right here. This is David numbering Israel. We all know the account, right? He is the king, and he just decided, Joab tried to warn him, don't do it. He did it anyway. And look how, Josh, look how Yah judges leaders. Huh? So, Israel, I keep telling us, y'all will forgive us, but there's a payment for every sin. And I need y'all to keep it at the forefront of your mind. Don't play this Christian stuff to where you can say, oh, I'm sorry, and then it's going to make everything all good. It's funny to sit there and watch that little two-year-old boy, his kind of little maturation, because he's extremely witty and smart. He's going to learn how to, uh, if he really wants something, please, please. He'll say it in a minute. As long as he get that crackle of cookie, please. And one day his mother said, no. And then he said, I said, please. And my, <laughs> I, said, Ooh, I said, boy, hurry. Ooh, boy, we're going to resurrect you, brother. <laughs> See, that spirit that jumped in, because he isn't so used to when he's saying please that it could be a possibility to get it. And he wants that thing so bad that he got, uh-oh, ooh, boy, that spirit jumped in. He, that spirit going to get you a real good ass whooping, boy. Ain't that how it went down, Summer? I said please, boy. I said, he said what? You, did you get him? You got him. Yeah, I had my, I said, I wasn't there. And I said, boy, let me tell you something. Are you listening? I said, boy, you ever say something like that to your mama again? I'm going to fire your ass up so dang bad. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah. He ain't tried that no more either, has he? 
You can tell, tell his mama doing a real good job, too, when I'm not around. You know I know mama doing a good job. Because we're lying in the bed sleeping at night, and all of a sudden I hear his kind of sleep. I'm sorry, mama. I'm sorry, mama. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Don't sometimes you jump the gun to go, go, go tie some fire to him before I get to him? But you know why? Because she's seen how I tie fire. When I used to have to bust up Chuck and Lydia, Mother Carol used to just walk out the house. Just... <laughs> she was getting her steps in for the day. Train them up in the way they should go. When they old, they won't depart from the faith. The one thing mine won't do is they will never sit up there and disrespect me and dishonor me. Nuh-uh. Not me. Mm -mm. Or their mama. So David was deceived. And this deceptive thought came in in a first person singular. In such a way that he, as well as we think, they're our own thoughts. So sisters... Please be very careful with your suggestions. Your husband could be blindsided by your voice because he loves you so much. Satan could use you to speak to him through your voice. So be careful about being so opinionated. Be careful. Listen. Just like when you say no to your children, if your husband says no, he means no. Don't sit there and try to manipulate situations by continuing to carry on the conversation to try to accomplish your will. So when the children do that, you get upset and you want to punish them, but now you're grown. Now, Shabazz Ali, that woman, boy, she wrote a good book in the 80s, boy. She's, she's, she told the women, she said, there's nothing wrong with us getting a little tap in our mouth. She said, and that woman said, what kind of thought is that? She said, it's better than them killing us or breaking our, or, or knocking our eye socket out <laughs> or putting us in the grave. Now, I'm not advocating you go tap on your eye. I'm just saying she was trying to get a point over of how bad. That was in the 80s how bad women have gotten. Can you imagine what they off the chain now? Hmm? It ain't even gone from bad to worse. It's off. Be on the watch by every spirit. By the spirit of every time your head says something, you've got a rebuttal suggestion to go against its authority. That's called witchcraft. That's called witchcraft. He says, no, it's no. Don't sit up there and try to uh, finagle it or say it another way to, that pretty soon he will say, okay, yeah. And some of you, you, you do that shit. You done, done it so much, they even know how to manipulate you. Oh, his no don't ever mean no. He don't ever mean no. No, no, no I'll talk to him, watch and see. Ask him. Am I right, sisters? 
So you ain't going to believe me, so if you hear them saying it, maybe you'll believe it. Men, you've got to be very serious about leading your home and y'all. Your woman cannot do this. She was not designed to lead. Self-deception. We deceive ourselves when we hear the word and do not do it. 1 Peter 1.13 says, Wherefore, guard up the loins of your mind and be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus the Messiah. As obedient children and not fasten yourselves according to the form of lusting your ignorance. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. See, the greatest deception is hearing the word and not applying it to your lives. See, I know that we're a well-fed ministry. I know we're, we're a well-fed ministry. Don't you remember? I'm going to show how spiritual I am. Don't you remember when you, you were sitting in churches or religions and you just couldn't get no peace and then you said, Father, I'm tired of this. I just want the truth. Yeah, that's what you thought. Oh, you want the truth now. You just didn't know the truth was going to be served up like this. See, you used to, like that woman spoke last night. She, she, she gives it. Can I help you? Anything else, sir? And you come here, we just slap the plate down on the floor. Eat. <laughs> what? I, why do I want to eat it like that? Ain't nothing wrong with the food. You just don't like the way it's served, huh? <laughs> You just don't like the way it's served. Ain't nothing wrong with the food. <laughs> uh, so make sure you apply the word. The grace or the favor of Yah has made me and you what you are today. For though I be rude, I mean, but for, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as Yah had dealt to every man a measure of what? So everybody has a measure of faith, including the, the unregenerated people. But it's up to you to grow that faith. The life we live and the talents we possess and the gifts we have received are not personal accomplishments. They are expressions of Yah's favor upon us. So, Joseph got unjustly threw into prison, right? Is that right? Did he murmur and complain and backbite and justify, why am I here and all this other? What did he do? When he got in prison, he just worked his ass off. And then because he's, that's a situation, circumstance, he just made the best of whatever he had. Is that right? And because y'all saw how he responded when he was in prison, y'all lift him up out of the slough of the spawn. You think we could learn something from Joseph? You think we could learn something by getting our attitude adjusted? Now, mind you, that's in prison. Man, some of you don't come to the faith and think you're in prison. Uh-oh. Let me stay on this real quick. I've always said this, that you can't have as much or as little as Messiah as you want. But know this, 
The more you ask for Messiah, the more he's going to interfere in your life. I mean, you come to the conclusion, like some of us had a long time ago, it's better to follow him rather than following ourselves. Yeah, I think he got it figured out. Yeah, I think, matter of fact, I trust him more than I do my own self. That seems to be a safe place. When you see the manifestation of talents, the talents and gifts operate in someone's life, it's because they have met Yah's conditions at some point and time in their walk, and Yah granted them with more gifts and talents for the body of Messiah because they can be trusted. Matthew 25, let's go with it. What time is it? Oh, boy, I ain't know it's going to be here this long. See, if it wasn't all these spirits in here, I could just stick with the message and do not have to do all these digressions. <laughs> Read when you have it. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. All right, so we know what the story is about, right? So let's think about this for a second. Y'all, no matter where you are in the kingdom, he has given you talents. Are y'all getting me? Some of us are working on increasing what Yah has given us. Some of us are just holding a talent. Think about it for a second. Every single year you should learn something new. If you don't learn something new, the things that you've already learned, you should have learned something new and improved on that. Some of us are that one talent Israelite to where we are just going to just return to the Father what he gave us. Ask yourself, what new thing have you learned in life that will be a considered an increase for Yah's kingdom? I said learn, not, not gloating in another man's work. I said what you have personally learned. Uh-oh. See, now you know what an unprofitable servant is. Don't be one and bitching about somebody that's got five when you, did, you had an opportunity to increase one, but you didn't want to do it. You, all you wanted to do was complain. Because the one that got five... He's so grateful for the fact. The only thing he wants to do is increase and keep on increasing and keep on increasing. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the king. Now, don't tell me that you think uh, you are. Don't tell me what you think you are. Show me that Yah has approved of you because he has trusted you with, you with more to do for his kingdom. There are entirely too many people out here, especially uh, so-called preaching and teaching, and none of them are showing by their works Yah has approved of them enough with the talk. 
You look at IUIC, they do a lot of preaching and teaching, but they're not increasing on talents. And there's nothing improving on their lives at all. They're doing the same thing week after week, month after month, year after year. Go out on the street corners and, and uh, dog people out and battle with them with the word. And then go back to your job and do the same thing again and again and again and again. Well, that's one thing. I mean, I, it's one of the many things that I love about the ministry that you has given us because in this place, especially if you're a man or a woman, you always have opportunity to improve. Always. You always have the opportunity to learn because there's plenty of people that's got plenty of talents around. They'll be more than willing for you to learn. Yeah. Sure is. You have an opportunity to grow. All right, so we're definitely fighting the enemy, so we definitely need to make sure that we're sober-minded concerning these thoughts. I hope you learned something today. I read, and it's applied to your life. Hallelujah. What time we eat? 2.30, let us stand. Glory to the King. Hallelujah. Y'all's good, ain't it? Let the words of my mouth meditate in our heart and be acceptable in our sight. Oh, Yah, my strength, my redeemer, dismissing a beautiful, magnificent, promising, overcoming, victorious name of our soon coming King, Yahshua, the Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ. Shabbat Shalom, the King is coming.